2: Hey, this is Taylor Jacobson, CEO at Focusmate. We are the virtual co-working community where people get things done together. When it started, it was just me and like a Facebook, I created a Facebook group and it was just like this kind of hobby thing. And then I met the guy who would become my co-founder and like a year later, we decided to team up. It took us a little while to get some momentum. We raised money, like a tiny bit of money, but enough to hire one person. So that was last year. And so it's the three of us are full-time. And then we also have two part-time people doing customer support. So yeah, it's still a tiny five-person team. But uh, yeah, we definitely have mighty aspirations. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know where to start in terms of what we hope to achieve. But I think, you know, on a almost like philosophical level, the way that we think about Focusmate is like enabling a new way of working that's really... Healthier and integrated with our lives. And I think the the role that we want to play for people, it's almost like, how deeply can we reach into your life to support you and becoming whoever you want to be? So the culture of focus, mate, and our community is like, however you are is okay. Like, you know, ADHD, severe procrastination, like we don't care how messy you are. I really think that human beings are just super messy and, and it's just really hard to be human. So yeah, that's, that's really the place that we come from is like, yeah, it's freaking hard to live up to what you know is your potential. That's okay. Let's just figure out ways to offer support. And we think that because we're tribal animals, because we are hardwired to respond to other people in ways that we don't like, you could have an app that's telling you to do something and you're just not going to do it. You don't care what pixels tell us to do, but we care about other people. So that's kind of the core of Focusmate is like, how can we tap into our tribal psychology to just overcome our limitations? We really view our role as like continuously experimenting with new ways to support people to be their best.
0: And one thing I wanted to share that I forgot to share earlier is you talked about when you first started, you had a Facebook group. A lot of people may ask, what's the difference in just having a friend that I sync up with. And what I've heard from so many people is the accountability and reliability just isn't there. It's like the intent is there that two people want to sync up and work together, but then they don't take it seriously or they get chatting a lot. And so what Taylor said at the beginning of our interview, when he said it's about, you know, being really a structured environment and intentional to actually get something done. I think that's where Focusmate comes into play is that this is it's 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 definitely a professional work environment. hundred percent.
2: Yeah. And there's absolutely still like an awesome experience of connection and like kinship and camaraderie. But you also know like, hey, we, we're not gonna go off the rails here. Like this is the structure that we're gonna follow. So yeah, it, it's not social in that you like you're not talking, but it actually still feels like really it just feels good to like be with somebody else and sort of feel like you're in the same boat and you're like gonna get after it together.
1: Hey, this is Alex, uh, creator of Sellers.LA. Sellers.LA allows restaurants to sell their wine supply to get more revenue during uh, coronavirus crisis um, based in Santa Monica. Sellers.LA allows uh, restaurants in LA to sell their wine stock as a way to make more revenue during coronavirus crisis.
0: And Alex, why were you passionate about helping restaurants in particular? How did you even know wine would be a thing? What led you to that awareness?
1: So two things, by knowing a lot of restaurant owners that they are the most susceptible to closures because they have the least runway from the moment they close their doors because of high cost of labor and rent. And I know also that uh, wine is one of the highest margin items on their menu, And, and I know they can make a lot more revenue because they buy it even cheaper than even liquor stores get it in wholesale
0: wow. Well, I didn't even know that. So they have the highest returns. So the more of us that buy wine directly from a restaurant still, even during this time, the more that that's going to support the the restaurant community. Is that what you're saying?
1: Absolutely. Go buy takeouts. A lot of restaurants even having you know, up to 50 percent discounts on their wines is still making profit out of it. So go ahead, buy their delicious food, stock up on wine because, you know, we're stuck at home, you know, drink up.
0: And Alex, we dived into what is the site called?
1: So it's a cellars.la. So think of Wine Cellars.
0: So C-E-L-L-A-R-S.la?
1: That is correct.
0: And go ahead, tell us a little bit about you. What is your background?
1: Yeah, so I come from uh, the exotic part of the world called Greece, uh, but I've lived in California for the last close to 15 years now. During daytime, I'm co-founder of a wealth management company called Agent Risk. Uh, we're mostly distributed, but, you know, two of us founders are here in Los Angeles and we're pretty close with a tech and, you know, uh, investment scene in, uh, LA. And I've been in technology, you know, paid my dues in Silicon Valley for close to 10 years, gone through bigger companies, startups, exits, and all that fun stuff. And now I've been in LA closing in four years now. So I'm trying to be very active, you know, help out people that are just getting started, you know, active with, you know, Angel Scene and things like that.
0: And what was your background in Silicon Valley? What companies did you work with and in what context?
1: Yeah. So right after grad school, I worked for Cisco. Cisco, not the company that supplies restaurants, but the Networking company. So I was in a research lab there. Uh, we did a lot of fun stuff with like vehicle-to-vehicle communications and smart grid and all this cool stuff. I later left and I joined early stage startup called Maginetics. We did enterprise cloud storage. It was hot thing back in the day. We ran the company for four and a half years until it got acquired into EMC. And then EMC was acquired by Dell, which was a hilarious, you know, small fish. That's even the bigger one, and then even bigger one. And long like, story short, you know, like most, most acquisition you know, people got, you know, they got tired, they got, you know, the left started other stuff, uh, which kind of brought me here. And this is my third startup, second one as a finder. Hi, it's Tito Melega. I'm with TitoMelega.com,
3: and I'm one of the creators of a mask for all, a 3D printable mask designed to be printed on any 3D printer anywhere in the world for 100% absolutely free and uh, I'm located in West Los Angeles. Yeah, the shipping is, 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 a, is a problem and we probably ask people to uh, cover their own shipping. Uh, I know that I had three maps. First of all, I don't have a 3D printer so it was interesting designing this map with my partners you know, in six different time zones uh, without having one on my hand but you know, they were able to print some and send it to me. And, you know, it was it was pricey for, you know, for them to do so. And they were very generous on doing so. But no matter what, one way or another, we'll try to help you. We can not do it. We'll try to connect you to somebody who can.
0: I mean, that I mean, Tito, that is going over and beyond just speaking on a personal level. I mean, I know it's in the podcast, but that's amazing. I mean, I just... Please protect, your, protect yourself, <laughs> time and energy and financially too, please.
3: Again, if we can't do it, uh, we'll try to connect you with somebody who yeah. can. Awesome.
0: And getting into more the traditional We Are LA Tech discussions, you talked about how you were self-taught in finding press. Now, there's so many companies that have you know, connected with me, that they're really working hard to support COVID. I'm sure that they would gain a lot of value in understanding how you did that because this is the first time that they were kind of like a one man and one woman show doing everything themselves. Um, what was that process and how were you able to have success with it?
3: You know what? Uh, it's, um, it's really getting out there and being fearless, right? It's knowing that you're doing something for the good of everybody. We actually are all together in this. And I'm very aware that whatever we do here in LA or no matter where we are, has the possibility and the potential to help people across many, many borders. So a lot of it is letting people know what you're doing and asking for help. You know, uh, people like me, it's hard for me to ask for help. I'm going to be very honest. You know, I've always been like a go getter, go and do it, but I can't do it all. You know, I'm only good at a certain things. And I have learned to rely on other people, you know, to help me fill in the rest. So I just put myself out there, you know, publicly through my social networks, uh, private emails and asking people, hey, this is what I do. And can you or do you know anybody that could help or at the very least, you know, anybody that could benefit from this and pass it on. And um, that's really how it has worked.
0: And how did it lead to press?
3: It let you press by again me not being able to find somebody in the time that we needed, and then spending long hours at night, um, you know, reading and digging and basically learning a brand new skill. Um, but then, hopefully and luckily, actually, in the last you know week or so, we got approached by a small but mighty uh, PR company that is in I think it's North Carolina. It's called E Releases. And they have been very kind to take our release and put it out there in the world. And again, people that I didn't know a week ago are just jumping in and helping. That's the power of the community.
0: So, e releases and shout out to e releases was connected to you through a series of you asking for help. Am I understanding correctly? Yes. And then because of e releases, you were able to get more press notary, or that's going out the, this coming week.
3: No, yes, because of e releases. And the website is e releases.com. And I talked to Mickey over there over, over email. And what happened is that I found that these press releases, you know, services out there, sometimes they will give you like a one off for free. So I did that the first week where I took advantage of the one off for free. Um, but I kept on looking. And finally, I found Mickey who was able to, through his company, get a lot more access a lot quicker. And, you know, next thing you know, one release goes out from him and I guess 140 hits. And, uh, you know, here we are.
0: Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group, where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to WeAreLATech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's tech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup, Looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Isfri Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo.
2: Edited by Corey Jennings.
3: Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll.
0: Community spotlight coordination by Anna Feebe. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.